0: Verse 1, Hebrews chapter 12, wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Let me read it from the NIV, verse two, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith Who for the joy set before him endured the cross Scorning its shame And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God I'm going to preach this morning a message entitled Focus my responsibility to my future Say that to two people around you Focus my responsibility to my future would you lift your hands and let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a conspicuous anointing. I thank you for an open heaven over this sanctuary. And I'm praying for a prophetic and apostolic anointing to be on this platform on this morning. And let the declaration and decrees from your word that go forth be like a kingdom issue among us. Lord, we bind every generational spirit. We break every generational curse. I pray, God, the Holy Ghost invade this sanctuary. Exhale in this place, Holy Spirit. Just breathe on us today. And I thank you, God, that things that are dormant shall live again. Things that have died will be resurrected. Dreams will come alive today. And I give you praise for all the things that shall be accomplished. People will be healed today. Because of the preach word, lives will be restored. I thank you, God, that you you are uniting marriages again. Spouses again will be united again. And Father, I give you praise. Lord, I speak against the spirit of divorce. I speak against the spirit of disorientation. And I call, Lord, for focus in this building. Have your way in the name of Jesus. How many of you remember that old song that said, Let's lift up holy hands. Forget about yourselves. Concentrate on him. And I love those old songs, don't you? Jamie, can you sing some of that? Lift those hands, somebody.
1: That's it. We've gathered in his name just to worship him. That's it. And we have come into his house. That's right. Just to worship him, we have come into his hands, gathered in his name just to worship Christ. Our Lord, worship him. Jesus Christ, our
0: Lord. Can we all lift our hands and
1: worship him just for a moment? And concentrate on Him and worship Him. Oh, but let's forget about ourselves and concentrate on Him and worship Him. Come on, forget about yourself, just for a moment. Trade on you, and we worship Christ our Lord. Worship Jesus Christ.
0: Our Lord. Come on, give him praise with your hands one more time before you sit down. That's pretty good, y'all. But I'm talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I'm talking about a savior that hung and died for your sins and resurrected on the third day and he ever lives to make intercession for you. Concentrate on him. Come on, put those hands together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Do something in this building today, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's on in the building right now and then you may be seated. The Message Bible reads our text on this wise. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God He could put up with anything along the way, the cross, the shame, or whatever. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Focus my responsibility to my future. Someone once said, you don't have to focus on everything to be successful, but you have to focus on something. You don't have to focus on everything, but you have to focus on something. In the day and age that we live in, focus is a foreign word. We are distracted and pulled in every direction. Opinions fly across the pages of social media at the speed of light. It is amazing to me how the church, in my opinion, because of something that is diametrically opposed to the word of God, has lost track with God over the last year and a half and somebody has to be responsible and somebody has to stand up and say church get back on track you talking about stuff and addressing things you ain't got no business even looking at my Bible tells us that we should fix our attention on Jesus Christ our Savior focus is one of the most necessary ingredients of character, Folk is one of the most necessary ingredients of character and one of the best instruments of success. Without focus, creativity wastes its efforts in a maze of inconsistencies. That's a strong quote. Therefore, I'm going to read it one more again. Focus is one of the most necessary ingredients of character and one of the best instruments of success. Without focus, creativity wastes its efforts in a maze of inconsistencies. A.W. Tozer, one of my favorite preachers of all time, says these words. As we begin to focus on God, the things of the Spirit will take shape before our inner eyes. When we focus on God, the things of the Spirit will Take shape where? In our inner eyes. When I was studying this morning, I thought about vision and how that vision and focus. Man, I feel the anointing here today. Thank you, Jesus. If you ain't feeling it, you ain't reaching for it. Vision and focus are inseparable. Vision and focus are inseparable. The loss of focus is the beginning of the loss of vision. The loss of focus is the beginning of the loss of vision. We see this illustrated, thank you Jesus, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, where the Bible tells us that the priest Eli, that his eyes began to wax dim, and the lamp of God went out, in the temple of God well you understand that the lamp of God is his responsibility Hmm. when he began to lose focus of his responsibility his vision began to wax dim vision and focus are inseparable focus is so strong the concentrated light can cut through metal Concentrated light can cut through metal. And I wrote this, a concentrated life can cut through anything that stands before it. This is focus. What is focus? Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two says, looking unto Jesus. The word looking here in the Greek is rendered like this to consider attentive, attentively, or to stare at, or to discern clearly. Discern how? Clearly. Looking also means to gaze with wide open eyes at something that is remarkable. And I thought about the church and how that focus is imperative for us to keep Jesus astonishing in our eyes. Hmm. Jesus becomes too familiar when we lose the fact that he's still remarkable. And I fear, lest by any means, that we have been deceived from how amazing God really is because we are so familiar With church. Church is not God. Church is in God. Our prayer is that God would be in church. Are you with me? But when we get used to the emotion of church and replace it with the devotion to Christ, then Christ becomes less remarkable And the duties of service become too important. Y'all just missed that right there. You cannot replace Christ with your duties. That is called religion. And when your religion becomes more important than your relationship with your Savior, I can promise you distractions are in your future. When you're distracted, distraction is the loss of traction. You're spinning, but you ain't going nowhere. You're moving, but you're not making progress. Activity does not denote progress. And I think we are losing progress because we have lost focus. We have put our time and energy in things that do not make a difference in advancing the kingdom of God in our generation. Let me move quickly. Hmm. Nelson's rendering of this verse is like this. The word looking means fixing your eyes trustingly on Jesus. So it's almost like a baby looking at the father, his father, and he trusts that father that if he jumps off of a Play a ledge or a platform that the father's going to catch him. That's a look of trust. And Nelson says, look at Jesus like he's going to catch you. Just make the leap of faith. Do not take your eyes off of him. He's going to catch you. Boy, the deepest etymology of this word looking or focusing here in this particular passage is beautiful. Here's what it means to look away from one thing or something and look to Jesus, or to look away to Jesus. You know what I came in here to do? I have an assignment today. I have an assignment. My my assignment is to get you to look away at Jesus. Look away from what you're going through, look away from your circumstance. Look away from your situation and look to Jesus Christ. I dare you. I dare you today. Just give him a glance. Because if you'll glance at him, he'll get your undivided attention. Some of you are trying to deal with stuff analytically and logically in your own way. And I can tell you, you can in no wise lift up yourself. But when you turn the gaze of your soul to your Savior, he can deliver you from any situation that has paralyzed you in this life. Father, do your thing in this building today and let somebody look at you. So the question is, where is your focus? Looking unto Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost, the author and finisher of our faith. See, Paul told the church at Philippi, he said it like this. I've learned in Philippians chapter one, a lot of things, but I'm confident of one thing that he who began a good work in you shall also finish it. In Hebrews 12, it says he's the author and the finisher of your faith. In other words, when he started writing, he didn't give the writing a beginning. He started with the ending, and what he ended, he gave a beginning. Your end is already done. All you gotta do is keep on walking. Talk back to me in this sanctified church. All you have to do is keep on moving. God is good. Focus, a state or condition permitting clear perception or understanding focus is related to understanding and Jesus says what a man understands cannot be taken from him it's one thing to know it that's information it's another thing to understand it that's revelation and once a man gets a revelation once he sees it It cannot be taken from him. When I was thinking about focus in relation to revelation, the greatest revelation you will ever receive is who you are in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, then you know where you're going because of Christ. Preach in the building, Pastor Rick. It is more valuable to look where you are going than to see where you have been. It is more valuable to look where you are going. I know y'all sharing this because this is good preaching. You, you already hit your share button on your smart device. It is, <laughs> it is more valuable to look where you are going than to see where you have been. Let me say it another way. Do not allow past mistakes to dictate your future. <laughs> Philippians 3:13, brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I reach forth unto those things which are before me. I press toward the mark of the, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I need somebody to shout it right now. Forward motion. Say it. Forward motion. Focus requires us to go forward. Focus requires us to go forward. And he said these words, I press toward the mark. The word mark is scopas, where you get the word scope. I press toward the scope. If there is no goal in mind, then there's no focus. If there's no focus, there's no future. So it's our responsibility to keep the goal in front of us. Last week we talked about fan support and how important it is to have cheerleaders. How important it is to have people around you that urge you on, that encourage you. That talk in your ear and tell you, you're gonna make it. But then there comes a time that you've got to get to in your life that you said there might not be a fan base here. The stadium might be empty. It may just be me and my opponent. And sometimes you got to talk to yourself because let me help you. There ain't nobody gonna, I'm gonna go country on y'all today. I'm sorry for all you dignified people. But let me tell you something, there's going to come a time when you're going to find out there's no one that's a greater cheerleader for you than you yourself. And honey, I don't care if you got to get pom-poms and write it on a mirror in front of you sometimes you gotta look at yourself and say you are going forward the Bible says when David got to Ziklag everything was gone, his wives his his children, all of his possessions were stolen and the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord and with everything that's going on in this world right now, sometimes you gotta lock yourself in your own bedroom, in your own closet, and you gotta reach down in your own soul and you gotta say you have a great future your best days are not behind you your best days are still in front of you if you believe you got a great future I double dog dare you to give God a 10 second ridiculous kind of praise like you know your best is yet to come somebody shouted my best is in front of me tell your neighbor get focused Man, we're being led astray by all kind of frivolous, ridiculous stuff that does not even make sense. Focus is everything. The key to enjoying your future is forgetting your past. Misery is a yesterday person trying to live with a tomorrow God. You live in yesterday and God already forged your tomorrow and let me tell you something people that know your yesterdays want to lock you in them they want to label you by your yesterdays instead of loosing you into your tomorrow I dare you to shout loose me and let me go here's how I know it because God said in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 I know the plans I have for you Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. I dare you to study it. Future right there means an expected end. You know what I've learned? I usually get what I expect to get. Ooh, come on in the building, Pastor Rick. You gonna get what you are looking for. If you expect to wake up sad tomorrow, I promise you, you're going to be sad tomorrow. But when you lay down, you put a smile on your face big enough to eat a banana sideways and say, When my feet hit the ground tomorrow, there is new mercies waiting on me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, and his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning great is thy faithfulness oh God you got a reason to get up and dance so I'll end on this question how is your focus how is your focus your future is determined by how you view God watch this and how you believe God views you. Your future is determined by how you view God and how you believe that God views you. I'm gonna encourage you, God does not look at you like people look at you. God sees you as a finished product. And a product he is allowing to go through a process to become what he ordained it to be. Stop fretting. Shout as loud as you can right now. Everything gonna be all right. How do you know that? Because all things work together for the good of them that love God and are thee called according to his purpose. Even the bad stuff is working for your good. See, it's not so much what you are looking at as it is how you see it. I was reminded of those disciples in that boat in Matthew 14, 26. The disciples saw Jesus walking on the lake and they were terrified. And what did they say? It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And Jesus immediately said to them, don't miss this here. Be of good cheer, it is I. Don't be afraid. Here's the deal, y'all. What they were in distorted the focus of who they were serving. What they were in distorted the focus of who they've been following. River Ricky having church on the front row this morning. You cannot allow. What is out there. To change what is in here. Never allow. What is out there. To change. What is in here. When you. When you are out of focus. You have image. But you have lost identity. Let me say it another way. People. People whose lives are out of focus are more concerned about their image than they are their identity. People whose lives are out of focus are more concerned about their image than they are their identity. Your identity should be like this. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. If your identity is connected to anything else, I don't care how many followers you got or how many likes you get. That is not who you are. Your identity should be found in Christ and Christ alone. See, it's a matter of perspective. People identify you either by your faults or your focus. Preaching here. People will identify you either by your faults or by your focus. And neither one of them is your business. (laughs) If you spend more time trying to convince people that you are okay and less time in being okay with God, then you're going to always be living on the sand. And never on the solid rock. Talk back to Pastor Rick. Somebody say, Amen. 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 You have no time to spend or waste worrying about what people think about you. Stay focused on Jesus. Your perspective is an ingredient in life that is influenced by your attitude. I'm going to keep on preaching. Watch this. Someone once said, stop complaining. Mm -hmm. The wheel that squeaks the loudest often gets replaced. Complainers are people that have their focus in the wrong place. Complainers attract other complainers. And guess what they do? They repel positive people. When God gets ready to bless you, he doesn't send complainers in your life. Your attitude should be the same as Jesus. Philippians 2, verse 5, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. It is your attitude that determines your outlook on life. It is your attitude that determines the focus of your future. Your attitude must be controlled by the direction of your purpose. Your direction is determined by purpose, not by problems. God is good. Focus. Everyone say it. My responsibility. Come on, my responsibility, my responsibility. to my future. I'll finish on this wise. Your focus does not exempt you from tripping. Your focus does not exempt you from falling. Your focus does not exempt you from running into stuff. As a matter of fact, the more focused you are, the more liable you are to be blindsided. You would think the antonym to focus is being misfocused. But the antonym to focus is not being misfocused. The antonym to focus is being concentrated on the peripheral instead of the nucleus. The antonym to focus is being concerned about stuff around you more than you are concerned about the stuff that's in you. When you allow the water in the boat to become the determining factor of your faith, you have lost focus. So they said it's a ghost. And Peter said, If it's you, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come on. Can I submit to you? It was a mistake for Peter to say that. Peter should have never got out the deck on boat. (laughs) But Jesus said, if you want to test your faith, come on. He stepped out the boat, he started walking on the water. The Bible says he's looking at Jesus. And suddenly there was wind. There was waves and there was rain and there was thunder. And he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked at the storm and beginning to sink. What happens when we lose focus? We sink. Thank God he had sense enough to call out to the one who could save him. He said, Jesus, save me. He said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached down his hand and said, oh, ye of little faith. Let me tell you something. The true, true characteristic of a focused person is faith. It's faith. Focused people have an immense, enormous amount of faith. Now watch, and I'll finish. Mark chapter 5, verse 35. The Bible says, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, Certain which said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master? As soon, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be afraid. Just keep your faith. Now what is all, all this going on in this chapter? I'll tell you. The ruler of the synagogue's name was Jairus. His daughter's 12 years old. She is dying and he went to get Jesus to heal his daughter. He said, Come with me to my house. Jesus is on his way with him. While this incredible journey is happening toward Jairus' house, a woman stepped up with an issue of blood. And she had said within herself, If I but touch, oh Lord, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's focus. That's enough focus to throw a girl in the dirt and make her crawl on her hands and knees. That's enough focus to say, I don't even have to see his face if I can just touch the him. That's enough focus to say, all I got to do is touch something that's touching him. She didn't even say, let me touch him. She just said, let me touch something that's touching him. Come in this building right now. And the Bible says when she touched his garment, Jesus stopped and he turned and he said, who touched me? The disciples said, Lord, how could you ask such a question? Everyone is touching you. And he said, no, someone touched me. And the Bible says the lady identified herself. And he says, daughter. Who'd he have his mind on? Daughter. Where was he going? To Jairus' daughter's house. Two daughters. At the same time. One is 12 years old one has an issue for 12 years they're both touching him it's the only one only time jesus ever called anyone daughter and he said daughter your faith has healed you oh lord have mercy As soon as he said that, everybody in the crowd looked at Jairus and said, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter is dead at home. In other words, he waited too long. He stopped to heal her and allowed your daughter to die when Jesus heard them speak immediately he looked at Jairus and he said do not listen to the crowd he said only believe in other words do not lose your focus son if you will stay focused your daughter will be healed yes I stopped, yes there's a delay, but don't allow the delay to be your distraction do not allow my pause to be your problem, keep your focus and keep your faith cause not only am I gonna heal my daughter, but I'm gonna heal your daughter too, I wish I had a church that said I know what it means to stay focused and it's time for the church in the middle of everything that's going on in this crazy world to get our focus back back on Jesus Christ, to where we say Jesus is the only answer for this world today. I could preach for another hour. It's time for believers to get our focus back. Let me tell you something. When you're on a football team, there's nothing more frustrating for 10 of us to be focused and one of us to be distracted. There's nothing more frustrating than a sideline to be focused and two guys sitting off to the side that's discouraged. I'm telling you, focus is contagious. Don't, I, it's in my nose. I'm going to leave it alone. Because there's nothing that will shift momentum in a person's life than refocusing their life. And momentum is contagious. You find somebody focused on what they're doing in this earth, you want to just be drawn to them. They ain't frivolous with their life. They're not involved in all kind of stuff that don't count. They are pinpoint focused. That person creates a gravitational pull and before long he wins then everybody starts winning. And it happened in a moment. Momentum the root word of momentum is moment. All it takes is a moment. One Capturing one moment. Can shift your whole focus and when it does the whole team shifts with you and before long you see gain and you see progress and you see stuff changing in your life all the frailty all the faults do not disqualify you from engaging focus in your life. Get it back. I can't do it for you. I can't get in Joe's ear and scream, focus, Joe! focus, focus, focus. No, joe has got to get in his mind. I can't cheer you into focus. That's why Paul wrote, writes in Hebrews 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes back where it's supposed to be. Get Jesus back in the scope. Get your focus right. Can you say amen to that? Let's stand on our feet and give God one big old huge praise, shall we? Can you give him praise? Do you love Jesus in this building? I think the most powerful scripture concerning Jesus being a great finisher is not saying it is finished when he hung on the cross. But when it says he set his face towards Jerusalem. He was three days from being crucified. And the closer he got to his cause, the more narrow his focus became. Folks, folks, This world does not need us as the church to be running every direction scattered like we're a a flock of quail just going everywhere. The world needs us as a church to be focused on Jesus Christ like we never have been before. Can I get a church that will witness with that right there? Amen. Focus on problems. You're gonna have more problems. Focus on problems. You will have more problems. Focus on possibilities and you'll have more opportunities. I'll say it again. If you focus on problems, you're gonna have more problems. If you focus on possibilities, you're gonna have more opportunities. Lift your hands, please. Father, I pray you touch the people today. Redirect your church. Get us on track to where we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Quest Church looks to you today, Lord, and we purposely put Jesus at the center. Of our joy. Father, forgive us for being distracted. Forgive your people for running in every kind of direction but the right way. We run to you today and we look to you today.